The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue. In the market for affordable home improvement products, Ubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Ubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. All right, Wolverines, welcome to DNH Loose Change. My name is Tad Brace. I'm sitting here alongside my co-host, Travis Kiewit. Travis, what's up? Another good day. Another great day to be a Wolverine. Uh, as Conley says, every day is a great day to be a Wolverine. Has he done that yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's being I, sneaky I have... about it now, though, because the classes understand that it's coming, so like they can hear you down the hall, so he like bounces around. Oh, and, okay, that's... And, and yeah, so it's it's good to see the kids. Uh, it maybe explain. So um, every Friday, um, usually home games, things like that. Um, Scott Conley, our social studies and science teacher in the junior high, will go around to the classroom and yell, "It's a great day to be a Wolverine!" Or uh, every, every day's. Excuse me. What am I trying to say here? It's a great day to be a Wolverine. And then the kids will say, "Every day is a great day to be a Wolverine." And this is like a a chant only it's more of a yell <laughs> yeah it's a scream as loud as you possibly can yeah for it, it is five seconds and the kids love it because anytime they you know Conley comes in he gets the kids kind of pumped up and you know there's already some kind of excitement in the air because it's that fall friday, sports yeah. season it's friday kids are ready to go to the game fifth quarter and all that fun stuff and um so yeah it's a great day to be a wolverine every day is a great day to be a wolverine have we discussed what noise a wolverine makes? I think it's it's probably a growl. Can can you I, demonstrate it? I feel like it would be maybe like the T-Rex on Jurassic Park. Well, but can you make that noise? 
a practice. No, right now. Can you do it? <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be like this. I think it'd be... That's your cat. No, that's a wolverine that's like mad. That's a mad wolverine. I, I've happened to see a video of a honey badger. You have? Yeah. And they are, Is that a wolverine? Honey badger, I think... Are badgers and wolverines the same thing? I don't know. We'll have to get the science department in on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. I also thought um, a whale was a, a mammal. <laughs> That's that Seinfeld member. Uh. <laughs> when they, it's a fish. I was so er- with George. Yeah. <laughs> is that a Titleist? I, yes, that that is that episode. <laughs> uh, I I could pull out so many Seinfeld quotes during. DNH loose change, it's, it's crazy. But because we're on a time limit here. We should do, maybe we should, um, um, what am I trying to think of? Every episode, uh, recap. Or we should highlight an episode. Of? Of uh, Seinfeld. Uh, okay, of no, Seinfeld. No, 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 yeah. Seinfeld. Like, you know, maybe not do it a lot because people probably would get tired of it, but maybe once a month. No soup for you. Right. You say, oh, this was my favorite episode. And, oh, you know, because yeah. they all have titles. The Magic Loogie. Right. Or the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Yeah. But then we, and then you could. Oh, man, I could talk Seinfeld for days. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, man. But, all right. Well, we've got a fun one lined up for you today. Um, Jake Ryder is going to stop in here in a little while. And I think Stockdale is, he's. He's got a board meeting and some things like that going in tonight, but hopefully he'll be able to swing by uh, if there's enough time. Yep, both of them are super busy, so uh, if they make it or when they make it, we definitely appreciate uh, both of them um, joining us. Absolutely. Because if you know anything about Jake Ryder, you you know he's a busy man. Uh, he's a dedicated <laughs> guy. I can tell you I see him at almost every event that I can remember. Yep, it'll be good to talk to him. All right, well, do you have anything else? Uh, not at the present moment. All right. Well, Wolverine, hang tight. We'll, we'll get right back to you uh, on DNH Loose Change. People Savings Bank is proud to be part of the Dyke New Hartford community. Thank you to all that came out to support our tailgate on September 10th. With your help, we donated all of the proceeds from the meal to the DNH Booster Club. The grand total was $2,527. We also had the honor to present a donation to the DNH schools representing the Wolverine Pride debit card swipes for the past year. With every purchase over $10, PSB donates six cents back to the school. Over the past year, our customers have swiped their DNH Pride debit cards a total of 14,865 times. With your help, People Savings Bank was honored to present a check in the amount of $891.90. Thank you to all of our loyal customers and fans for helping make this possible. If you haven't already, it's not too late to join in. Stop into People Savings Bank, grab your Wolverine Pride debit card today, and start swiping. People Savings Bank is home of your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC. Roll blue.
Okay, we are joined by a really special guest right now, uh, Wolverine Nation. Some of you have seen him around our athletic events. Uh, Mr. Jake Ryder is actually here in the studio with us tonight. Jake, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, and I, I know we talked about it before we started recording, but uh, you know, it's just I, I'm very grateful for you guys to uh, extend this invitation to me. I know uh, this is mostly for people in the Dyke New Hartford community, but I know I spend a lot of time in the Dyke New Hartford yeah. community and. I just really appreciate you guys uh, extending the invitation to me, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, I would say that you are a honorary member of some sort. You may not receive a check or <laughs> live in the district or anything like that, but uh, you might as well with as much uh, FaceTime you get around our areas, which we do appreciate. Yeah, uh, greatly, that's the thing. So. You're bringing a lot of. Um, I'll say publicity to our area and, you know, you're helping show off the, all the cool things that Dyke New Hartford has to offer in relation to the sports programs. And, and we appreciate that just as much. So uh, thank you for that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Jake Ryder, I'm going to go ahead and ask you for a little background information about yourself, Jake. Um, could you talk about growing up, school, family, all that fun stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a uh, town called Galesburg, Illinois, um, in West Central Illinois. Um, and in my sophomore, before my sophomore year of high school, I uh, moved to Bettendorf. So I graduated as a Bettendorf Bulldog in 2004. Um, kind of kicked around, uh, you know, a few jobs here and there. And then uh, in uh, 2011, I uh, started to go to school for. I wasn't sure what it was just yet. And then I got a. Uh, uh, a chance to kind of shadow a uh, buddy of mine who was working at the Muscatine Journal. And uh, I, I eventually uh, took over his position, started working at the Muscatine Journal. Um, and I worked there while I uh, realized that my passion was going to be uh, journalism. You know, I didn't know if it would be sports journalism at the time, but I knew that that was going to be my kind of career path. So uh, I was there uh, from about uh, tw from 2011. And I was there when I was living in Davenport, and then I moved to Iowa City and went to University of Iowa, where I got my degree in journalism. And then after that, I moved from Iowa City to Muscatine. And then in 2016, I was kind of looking for a change of scenery, um, and I uh, took an interview up in Parkersburg for the position that I'm in now. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a two and a half hour drive from the Quad Cities to here, so it's a <laughs> it was a heck of a job interview, and uh, you know, but I. But I left with such a good impression of, of that company that I work for now. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, wh why not take a chance? You know, I felt like this was a perfect time in my life to take a chance. And um, funny enough, my first assignment, I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary here. My very first assignment was a Dyke New Hartford Volleyball Regional Final wow. against the Clarion Goldfield Dow's Cowgirls. Uh, Dyke New Hartford went to state. I want to say the first set of Pearson Twins were either, oh... Uh, juniors or seniors um so i went from you know and and volleyball wasn't uh it was getting there in in, in my area in muscatine but to go from that <laughs> to dyke new hartford volleyball and they went on win state that year it was just like i you know i kind of got thrown into a whole new uh <laughs> you know a whole new atmosphere it was crazy and but yeah and and you know the rest is history as they say and i've just been kind of you know, grinding away at it for the last uh, almost five years here. That's awesome. So you bounced around a little bit. Uh, do you have a preference to the small communities, the larger communities? It sounds like you've lived kind of 
yeah, both yeah. ends of the gamut there. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely lived in. Uh, you know, I've 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 had plenty of experience in the bigger cities, and now plenty of experience in the smaller cities. You know, I I kind of tend to lean more towards the smaller cities because I like to go to a place where, um, you know, when when I clock out of work, I can go home and. You know, I don't have to worry about uh, traffic getting home. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, it being too noisy in the neighborhood or something like that. Nice and quiet, nice and peaceful. Because um, I, I definitely lived in Iowa City. I lived in some places right. that were not very peaceful. <laughs> uh, I had some some upstairs neighbors that were, uh, I think, uh, uh, training to be drummers in a heavy metal band. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I like the peace and quiet of the small towns. And I just like, you know, kind of the close-knit community where... You know, you can, uh, you know, for example, get invited to podcasts. Right. Right? So, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I lean more towards the, the small communities, definitely. For uh, the high school setting, I'm not familiar with the high school you attended. What's that comparable to in the state of Iowa? Is uh, it a bigger so, one, small one? Well, so Bettendorf, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's a 4A slash 5A school right. now. Um, you know, w- when I was there, um, you know, a lot of people listening to this are probably familiar with Bettendorf's football oh, yeah. history. Uh, the funny thing is, I never went to a single football game while I was there. Um, you know, I was just kind of too tied up in my books, and you know, and I, I really hadn't had that aha moment of okay, I want to get into sports journalism. So it was really just you know, I knew that I I had a passion for writing. I think I knew that in the back of my head, but I didn't know how I wanted to apply it. And so I did a lot of creative writing when I was in school, and it was only until after I got out of school that I got into uh, the sports journalism side of things. So. You know, I missed out on some pretty good Bettendorf football teams, sure. and you know, whenever I bring up that I'm from Bettendorf, they're like, "Oh, you probably saw a bunch." I was like, "No, not a single one." Yeah, no, <laughs> but but that's okay though, because now you've uh, you've been able to explore that a little bit more, and mm. and I think you've wound up in the perfect spot. Yeah. Well, and a, a little sidebar here is um, I took a roundabout way to graduating, and I I was in broadcasting for a year at Northwest Missouri State. And then I tried to get into the journalism class at Iowa State. And unfortunately, you have to take a test. Oh, no. <laughs> and I did not pass. It was an English composition kind of. Oh, in, no. in English, trust me, is not my strong suit whatsoever. And I had to take this test, and I failed it. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right, though. Yep, it all, worked, it all worked out. I think it all worked out. All right. So uh, where does your passion for sports come from then? So w- when I was younger, um, I I loved collecting baseball cards, and I grew up in probably not really the golden era of baseball cards, but it was when you know baseball cards were in high production. I mean, this is uh, kind of peak years for Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, you know, people like that. And I had this 1994 Topps baseball card set that I was obsessed with. And the thing is, is that I think my passion for sports journalism specifically came from creating stories in my mind. I remember when I was younger, I, I wrote a story. It was the Battle of the Sox. It was the White <laughs> Sox versus the Red Sox. And I was so fascinated by just how there were two teams that had the name of, like my young brain could only think of, you know, the coolest thing was that there were two teams that were named after, you know, <laughs> undergarments. Something you wear. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I think that that's where, that that, that was kind of the, the, the seed of, and, you know, growing up, I just I just watched a lot of baseball. You know, if I played video games, they were I would usually play some sports games as well. Um, you know, I was a big, uh, this is kind of a deep cut, but Super Baseball Simulator 1000 was one of my favorite games. It was like a weird game where you'd have, like, superpowers and you're 
player could jump up to the ceiling of the of the stadium to catch a ball. Wacky, wacky <laughs> game. But you know, I, I think there was always that kind of you know, and I never, I never even played a sport. I've never played a sport. Never went to a Bet North High School football game. So you know, it, it's kind of a weird roundabout way. Right. But at, at the end of the day, I think for sports journalism I, and journalism in general, you know, I'm here to tell a story. You know, like last night, I covered Dyke New Hartford in Denver. You know, the top two teams in volleyball right now in, in Class 2A, maybe two of the best teams in the state. Dyke New Hartford obviously having a great, great season. But, you know, you want to tell a story. So, you know, this great team, you know, they've already done great things last year. Okay, well, what are they doing to make sure that they're not, uh, you know, losing their edge, that they're staying on top of things and that they're finding that extra level? And so that's a story that I'm going to tell in the pages of the Grundy Register next week. And that's where my passion comes from. I love the idea of finding that story of, uh, you know, adapting to anything that changes in my, you know, atmosphere with, with, you know, different things that, you know, and, and, you know, it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. That's the old phrase, right? And I just love to tell the stories about both of those sides and, um, you know, really, uh, hopefully give people something entertaining to read because that's that's ultimately my big passion um, is is writing and, and, and being a storyteller here. Huh. That's fantastic. It, it, and you do a remarkable job at it as well. I mean, Oh, I, yeah. The, Thank you. The stories that come out are you, you, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's not a straightforward here. This is what happened. These are the stats. It's more of a all-encompassing Let's maybe try to find a little niche or you know something a little different. Yeah, I'd um, say with they each d- one they resonate with the reader. Right. I mean, they they allow you to kind of feel like you if you weren't at the game or at the match or whatever it may be, you kind of feel like you were there. You're placed back in it, and that's that's what yeah. I appreciate about yeah. it. That's great. That's I, great. That's I do the have absolute goal. I do have to ask you though now that you mentioned baseball cards. Do you have a favorite card that you collected? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, there was a. The, the, I didn't have a favorite um, baseball player card specifically, but there was a there there was a type of card that that came out. I can't remember, it, and it wasn't the top set. There was some set where I just I just appreciated the graphic design of it for some reason. It just had like big bold bold gray letters, and I think the the card said some kind of holographic upper tinge deck. to it. Upper probably it, yes. It, no, it it is. It was because yes. I'm in the same. I got really big into collecting late 80s early 90s and that's yes. when upper deck came out with okay. there so you yep, right you're right yes. on it yes i just well i just and i just you know uh, again it's just something that is kind of a, a almost a time capsule when you keep them around long enough because you can kind of look at these uh you know how these players have progressed and kind of learn more about them and you know i i just found that fascinating i think that, again that's where the seed came in for right. you know trying to be a storyteller and and do and pursue that part of uh you know, what ended up becoming my career. So going back to Ted, do you have a, did you have a favorite card or a, a player? You know, I, I'm trying to think, uh, and I kind of stalled a little bit with my initial answer there. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, my, my, I'm sure you had one. I have one, yep. I, my, mine was my, my big card. My big card was a Frank Thomas and a a, um, Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. And then I also had the Michael Jordan baseball card. That came oh out. Those are like my three. I still got them in like really super hard plastic and, you know, those big. And I used to go to baseball card shows and, you know, you get um, the Beckett. Beckett yes. Magazine had all yes. the prices yes. in them. Oh my, oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, I'm rich. $35. Woo. But <laughs> oh, I wish. Those I are wish my. So and then stuff was David Justice was my 
was my player, so I, I would collect every card of David, David Justice. Justice. Really? Yep. Okay. yep. How about you, Ted? Uh, so I had, and I had more valuable cards. So this was just one that I I liked. Um, it was uh, Kirby Puckett, uh, rookie. Oh card. wow. And it wasn't it wasn't actually a, it was a rookie card, but it wasn't like of any of a value kind. It was you know there were tons of them created, but I was young uh, and I had only caught just a very few ha- handful of his games before he was forced to leave the game um, due to some eye issues. But uh, yeah, I had his card and I thought it was fantastic. But then I also had uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa during that. Uh, oh, yeah, that's when I was chase. really starting to blossom into the sport of baseball, and um, yeah, that home run, that home run chase. I had those cards, and uh, I just I thought that was phenomenal. That kind wow, of yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, it sits with you, and you remember it. Yeah, and I actually I I, I can remember now the card, that, and this is going to sound so lame after all this build up. You're thinking, <laughs> don't you're thinking, tell me it's what? like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader card, is it? Uh, no, no, not <laughs> quite. Wrong not with quite that. like that. But I'm just saying. Uh, So there was a Minnesota Timberwolf, and I think he was a journeyman a little bit, but his name was J.R. Ryder. Oh, yeah. And when I was young in my little world, I was like, I can't believe it. There's someone that has like almost the exact same name that I do. (laughs) So I think I was, you know, I was was a big Bulls fan growing up. My second team was always the Minnesota Timberwolves as long as J.R. Ryder was on the team because I knew I could kind of you know, have my, uh, you know, six degrees of separation to sure, greatness by, awesome. by being a fellow writer. So <laughs> I, I hope that p- the people listening are too disappointed. Like, oh, really? That's his answer? But yes. Yeah, that so makes I, total sense. I, and I did have a framed card of his. So, I mean, that is probably my most, that was my most prized possession when I was younger was a J.R. writer card, just some random card, probably worth about five cents these sure. days. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, again, it was just kind of how my, my young brain kind of developed around sports, I guess. Um, just a really quick story. I've got to digress a little bit here. Um, I was young and I, my dad took me and my, my mom and my sister to a Minnesota twins game in 1997. And that's when the Mariners were studs and we were playing the Mariners and we got tickets for like $8 and you were in like the second row. Torrey Hunter overthrew, um, Jock Jones in the outfield and I got a Torrey Hunter ball, (laughs) but then I thought that was going to be the coolest part of the day. Well, Lou Pinella was also managing that day, and he didn't happen to like a call that was made. He came out of the dugout, and he threw the bases, the baseball bats, and the balls all over the field. I still have the ticket. It's actually in my classroom right now. I kind of keep it tucked away so when I can talk to my kids like about things that you're going to remember... I pull that out. Totally remember that day. Oh, absolutely. It was <laughs> it was glorious too. I mean, he got his money worth. So, speaking of that, in your career so far, do you have one of those days? Have you had one yet that you will never forget for as far as covering sports? What an event or anything or Yeah, um, you know, there there's this kind of uh, you know, these past uh, almost 5 years here have really been um th- there's been a lot of um, great moments that I've been able to do because, uh, you know, when I was at Muscatine, I, I mostly just kind of stayed in the area a little bit. You know, when the teams went to state, we kind of had a structure in place at, at the company where, you know, I wasn't the guy who went to the state tournaments. And that was fine because I was able to, you know, stay in my community and, and cover my community. But with this job, um, you know, I was able, like I said, you know, right away, I'm going to the U.S. Cellular Center, well, now the Alliant Energy Powerhouse, to, right. to see Dyke New Hartford Volleyball play for a state championship. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I've been, um, you know, really uh, grateful to be able to 
tell the stories of these great teams that have gone to Drake Stadium, gone to Wells Fargo, you know, gone to the Alliant Energy Powerhouse. Um, one thing that really sticks out to me was covering that first girls' state wrestling tournament because it just felt like something that was, you know, there was like a groundswell of support around it, and it was, but it was something that was still kind of raw. You know, it wasn't right. overproduced like, you know, some state tournaments can be. It was just, we're here in Waverly High School. Let's get these girls on the mats and let's wrestle. Right. And there was just something, there was something like almost underground about that. It was like, <laughs> it was almost like an outlaw kind Fight of club. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Fight club style. And that, that, those are the kind of things, you know, really, but, but honestly, like the events don't ever stand out as much as the stories do. And, um, you know, I can tell you, if we can segue right over, you know, one of the favorite stories that I wrote um, was uh, um, about uh, two of the coaches in the Dyke New Hartford community. Um, and unfortunately, I'm blanking on their names, and I apologize, but people will probably know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, they both recently passed within uh, a year of each other here not too long ago. And I just did a very extensive story um, uh, that kind of delved into the history of, uh, you know, the Dyke Bobcats. Uh, Tom and, Murr, I think, is the yes, name. Yes, thank you. you. Yep, thank yep. you. Yes, Tom Murr. And uh, there's another one that I'm blanking on, and I, and I apologize, uh, you know, profusely for that. But but I remember the, the the process of putting that story together allowed me to delve into the history books, and that's what I really like about um, some of the stories that I tell is that I'm able to dive into the history books and uh, really explore kind of the um, you know just the history of these teams. And and uh, I also was able to speak with the writer of the Sports Illustrated piece on six on six uh, girls mm-hmm. basketball who wrote that great piece about it uh, near the end of its uh, reign in Iowa, so to speak. And um, you know, I just really, you know, I remember the stories more than I remember the events because, uh, you know, those those are what really stick with me because I, it, it reminds me of the hard work that I put in to, um, you know, make those stories happen and, and be able to, you know, share those stories with people. When you, after you cover an event and you are writing and you're in the process of writing, what, what is the time commitment for you? How like after the game or match event, how long does it take you to write and then produce this story? So it really it really depends. Um, recently, um, with the start of this football season, um, we've we've kind of been getting into a uh, partnership with some local uh, advertisers in the community that have wanted to um, you know put their business on a story that is basically published almost right after Friday night football games. Um, so I did that with, um, I've done that with a couple of Grundy Center games, including the games they played against Dyke New Hartford. And so we'll, we'll just use that as kind of an example, cause that's kind of the, you know, I'm on deadline. I need to get this either online or in the paper as soon as possible. So the process usually is, is um, you know, you, you need about, um, you know, I, I, I upload my interviews to a transcription service that kind of provides like a you know, rough outline of what they're saying, um, you know, that I can go back and, and look at for reference. And then I just, once I have that frame in mind, you know, I've already kind of, I'm already kind of working on a framework in my mind as I'm, you know, either walking to my car or driving back home or to the office where I'm, wherever I'm going to write the story. Um, so I've already got that framework in my mind. I may have the first sentence in my mind based on my conversations with folks. Um, and, you know, I, I can tell you just for an example, for the Dyke New Hartford Grundy football story, you know, I got home, you know, I spent a little bit of time with my wife, so I probably got started uh, probably about uh, 11 p.m., and I was able to uh, churn out a story 
um, a pretty detailed story, if I should say so myself. <laughs> uh, That's good. Uh, in about two hours. Uh, and I, so um, I, I hit send on the uh, Facebook post and the Twitter post at about uh, 1.30 in the morning and, um, you know, just you know, let my head hit the pillow and, and call it from there. So I would say really, you know, and it kind of depends on the story. Sometimes you, that deadline's a little bit tighter and you can't go as detailed as, uh, as I did with that football story. Um, you know, I can write a story in about an hour. I would rather take a little bit of extra time to make sure that it's a, that it's a better story. But, you know, story production probably takes about two to three hours and that just gets shifted around my schedule. I'm not always writing right after. I haven't written the volleyball story, for example, um, you know, just because I have different priorities that, you know, I need to sure. take care of before I write the story. But, you know, you're usually looking at about a total time of two to three hours for a story that I, I'm proud of when I send it to my designer to put on the page. Wow. Right. And you don't want to sell the event short either. You want to be able to right. provide, uh, you know, some adequate. Well, and I'll tell you that. Every story that you writ written while uh, you know my son was going through, we still have. So obviously, you know, you want to put out good quality because it's awesome. it's going to stay around. And and his his whole uh, you know thing is chuck full of Grundy Register stories and That's pictures awesome. and stuff like that. So I personally appreciate um, the effort and the work that you put into it because it truly does make a difference. I mean, it's cool to to see that and to because. You know, like you mentioned, at a big school or a big area, you know, you get a little blurb here and there, but, you know, the Grundy Register and, and Jake does, I mean, they you capture the whole, the entire event. Yeah, and I, I'm just so grateful. Um, you know, I, I sometimes get the opportunity to get invited to some, um, some graduation parties. And, um, you know, I, I'm able to see they usually have like kind of a collage. And it's so awesome to see my work, you oh, know, yeah. my, either my photos or my stories kind of displayed there. I mean, that's just... That's almost the highest compliment to to know that someone put through the effort of, you know, wanting to preserve those in a right. meaningful way. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, my, my, my wife tears up a little bit when she accompanies me to some of these parties because she's just like so overwhelmed by it. Right. And I, I, I haven't broken down just yet, but it does it does warm my heart a little bit because um, it, it just knows that I'm doing a good job right. and it's, it's validation for, for what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I get a lot of. Uh, you know, compliments from time to time, but to see something like that, I mean, that, that says, yeah. uh, you know, so much more too. Good. Yep. And I know in our live stream, we, I mean, you're at quite a few events and every time uh, we see you, we always give you a shout out and, and let everybody know. So <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> not that. that it helps or anybody's watching, but. <laughs> well, no, I know, I know people are watching. Hey, I, you know, I go back and, you know, if I, if I need time to, uh, you know, go back and look at a story, heck, I check out your guys' live stream. So I listen to you guys all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of your biggest fans right. so with the, the amount that I watch the live badge. stream. That's, that's right. That's that, right. That's good. <laughs> Um, so this is kind of an interesting question here, and I, I'd be interested to hear your response. How has technology helped um, or hurt the way you cover sports? I think, um, you know, right off the top, the, 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 anything that I have negative to say about technology is completely negated by the existence of Varsity Bound, you know, formerly QuickStats. That service is such a huge help to every working member right. of the sports media, and it's even a huge help to parents to coaches, uh, to, to everybody, to athletes that are trying to get recruited in, in college. I mean, what a what a wonderful service that is. Um, you know, not sponsored. You know, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> but uh, but no, every every journalist that you ask that works in sports would say the same thing. I mean, there is very little that's like it in any other state in this country, and we are so lucky 
to have those folks at that site that work so hard to build that infrastructure and the coaches who put the time to, to put the stats in. I mean, that is such a huge help. You know, that cuts down on the amount of phone calls we have to make to, to bother the coaches, the amount of emails that we have to send. Uh, so really, I mean, yes, obviously, especially when you're talking about newspapers, technology has kind of, um, you know, hurt. But, you know, that's that's really, uh, you know, that's really a thing of, you know, how did you react to when that technology came? Did you, you know, uh, allow people to just go willy-nilly and, and read everything for free and, you know, just really cut into your, your right. bottom line? Or did you... Did you utilize that technology to do positive things? And I feel like, you know, in in the company that we're in, you know, we offer, you know, online subscriptions where people can read stuff online. Um, uh, and, you know, we also really emphasize our print product, though, as well. And so we just try to strike that balance and we utilize social media. I mean, social media is really the way to reach people right now. Uh, I mean, that's going to be the best way to get the news out about our story, you know, whether it's a shout out on a live stream or me tweeting at a game or me promoting stuff on on Facebook, posting pictures on Instagram. I did a ton of that today. I posted probably about (laughs) 30, 35 pictures on Instagram. And I know the kids enjoy that. I know the parents enjoy that. And, uh, you know, I think that that kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're willing to pay it forward. Um, you know, whether it's supporting us by just picking up a paper from the newsstand over at the Quick Star and Dyke or even coming into the office to get a subscription. So, you know, you really just got to be smart with the technology. You can't let it you can't right. let it dictate your you know, you can't let it ruin your your, your career. You have to adapt it and, and make it, uh, you know, work for you, because um, if you're not doing that, then, you know, unfortunately, you're falling behind. And I, I, I'd like to think that I'm you know, doing a, a pretty good job, all things considered, of, you know, making the technology work for me instead of letting it uh, put me out of work, right. so to speak. I, I I think you do because you tweet. I, so as you're talking and, you know, you're coming up with all these stories and stuff like that, I'm, I've also seen you in action and I'm thinking, okay, this guy, he's writing stuff down. He's taking pictures He's uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he's also tweeting out everything yes. that's going on as well. And I'm thinking um, my, mind, my mind would probably explode or I'd get home and be like, what the? What did I just watch? <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I kind of use Twitter as my notebook sometimes. Yep. Is that, you know, I'll often go back to my, um, you know, especially for football, when I need to build those scoring summaries, all I need to do is go back and look at my Twitter account and be like, well, every tweet I tweeted was for at least every tweet that I did was probably for at least a score. Sure. So I can go back and, and do that. And I think a lot of other journalists do that too. Right. Um, so, you know, we're providing a service by, you know, letting people what this, letting them know what the score is in real time. But after the fact, we're also going in yeah. to, you know, get those details because yeah, you know, when I'm staring down a camera lens for 33% of the time, staring at my notebook for 33% of the time, <laughs> right. and staring at my phone for 33% of the time, there's that 1% of time that I really get to like let myself into the event right. and everything else is just kind of, you know, you got to kind of piece it together. But I think, uh, you know, between the notes that I take and the notes that I tweet and uh, that 1% that I'm able to actually not be staring down the barrel of the camera lens, I think I, I, think I, I, I catch enough to, uh, to get by. So, so speaking of that, when's, uh, when's the last time you have gone to a high school event not as a journalist? Uh, Does it happen often or not? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, a high school sporting event? Yeah, like 
Like um, you had the night off or whatever, and you just you went as a fan. Uh, a night off? What what is that? Okay, is, could, uh, uh, that's why I, I, <laughs> I figured that I figured that's where that this was going. I, I, but I really, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I I, I kind of uh, throw myself into high school sports, and um, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you the last uh, sporting event period that I've been to off the top of my head that I wasn't a journalist at. Um, you know, because I just kind of pour my energy into this and, um, you know, let that kind of, uh, you know, dictate, you know, just just how things go on a day to day basis. So, right. uh, you know, uh, but but I do just try to I try to enjoy what I can. You know, I try not to get too lost in um, my job when I'm at these places like Wells Fargo and Drake Stadium uh, and, you know, to, to cover an event like the Drake Relays, um, you know, especially where you have a mixture of professional athletes and college athletes and high school athletes, I try to take a step back and be like, wow, this is really kind of fascinating to, you know, be in a situation like this. Uh, you know, maybe I should take a second to appreciate it. Right. And then I take that second and it's back to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's a, it's a year round. I mean, yes. with, with our area that you cover and the success that our student athletes have, I mean, you're a you're a year round guy. This isn't yes, uh, you yeah. are, there isn't a sport. It's like, oh yeah, here comes this sport. I get this one off. Nah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're very lucky <laughs> here in Iowa to have uh, baseball and softball run during the summer. Um, you know, just as journalists, we're lucky to have that. I know people have kind of differing opinions on whether or not they appreciate that being during the summer. But you know, for us, it kind of you know it it, it keeps us it keeps us working, right. and you know that's kind of the you know, that's part of the appeal is to just, you know, be able to keep, you know, putting, putting out content and, uh, you know, telling stories and, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to embrace that. And, you know, if, if I'm not taking time off, that's on me because I'm the only one who can take time off. So I just end up, I, I take time off at the weirdest time guys. <laughs> like the last time off that I took our, my wife and I, our fifth anniversary, this is no joke was on the semifinal of Dyke New Hartford girls basketball at state this oh boy. year. So I said, you know, okay, this is a tough decision, but I've just got to disconnect and just say, you know, honey, this weekend's for you. And I let, you know, someone else come in and cover Dyke New Hartford girls basketball winning the state tournament. And I just, you know, there's, there's a part of me that really wants to be there. You know, I, I have such respect for Bruce Stahl. And I think that those that that group of girls is is so entertaining, so fun to watch. But I just had to disconnect in that moment. Right. I had to, you know, you know, I had to be like, okay, you know, you, you got to take a little bit of time for yourself. I know it's not a good time, but just you know, step away. And I had Christy Nixon, who is now working in uh, the uh, Osage area, and she came in and she did a dynamite job. She did a great job of you know covering the event. Took some great you know emotional pictures of that state championship game. And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful to her and I'm very grateful to the other people in our company that can step in and let me walk away. Was it the ideal time? No. Should I always try to plan a week of vacation at the end of uh, baseball before football <laughs> gets started? Yes. But I never, I never, you know, I, I very rarely get this chance because there are too many good baseball teams around here. Right. I mean, Dyke went two years ago. Grundy went last year. So, uh, you know, it's just... You, you, you just have to try to find a way to find those little moments where you can, you know, disconnect for a little bit. You know, like I said, take that second. Okay, second's over. Let's go. So, you know, right. that's just kind of how I approach it. 
Well, that kind of led me to the next question here. Uh, what do you like to do when you're not covering sports then? Uh, so normally, um, you know, kind of a, kind of a variety of things. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. My, uh, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we don't do it so much anymore, but we were big, um, we were big into World of Warcraft for a very long time. So that was, uh, that was something that, uh, that we would do together. Um, you know, uh, other, other than that, I mean, really just, just relaxing. I mean, is the main thing, just relaxing, uh, watching TV, um, you know, just watching, you know, a little bit of everything. Uh, we, we watch a lot of, uh, you know, weird, like fail compilations on YouTube together <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, we also have a couple of, uh, we have a couple of cats that we like to, uh, run around the house and, uh, you know, have them, you know, raise a little hell too. So, you know, it's just, it's just anything to, anything to disconnect, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have too many other hobbies. I used to be really into, uh, guitar hero. I used to play that quite a bit, like the plastic instruments and, and the rock band and things like oh, that. Yeah. I even oh, won. Who a, didn't I, like that? Well, I, and I, I took right. it seriously though. I won a couple of tournaments. I won some. I won some video game gift cards for uh, for GameStop by by winning some Guitar Hero tournaments. That was probably the last uh, you know quote unquote hobby that I had. But uh, <laughs> you know now it's just. I know people are well, probably like... Well, it's a paid like, hobby. That's, that, was the, yes, that was the best yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Most time you're spending money like crazy for it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just... Uh, you, we're also really big professional wrestling fans as well. Um, so we watch a lot of uh, WWE. We're getting into the uh, All Elite Wrestling as well now that's starting up here. So, um, you know, just a little bit of everything. You know, uh, I'm, I, I'm not a big uh, outdoors guy or anything like that. I don't have any interesting hobbies like that. Just a lot of... Uh, you know, kind of. Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, just just kind of a lot of weird, boring uh, wads, but uh, but yeah, just, just anything to disconnect for a little bit is 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 definitely welcome. Well, I've got a, a junior daughter that is hardcore into Guitar Hero. Oh my gosh, got Guitar Hero one and two, the oh. originals. Oh nice. yeah, oh yeah. No, she'll she'll go down there and she'll rock it for quite a while, and then my son, um, they have competitions, and so then he'll get the high score, and then she'll try to beat it. And he'll get the high oh, score, man. and then it goes, and it's connected right now. It is there, oh, and we actually yeah. bought. Um, we had to get new memory cards. Try oh. to find those memory cards for a <laughs> PS2. Yes, and yeah. uh, so yep. we had had to find Amazon and find some memory cards because uh, we didn't have memory cards. And so, as you know, you know, you go further along, you you know, unlock stuff. Well, we had to keep the thing running the whole time because we couldn't turn it off. Because you turn it off, then it starts over. So <laughs> yeah. then finally, I'm like, okay, well, let's go find a memory card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. It, it's it can be tough to find some of those old ones too. I mean, yeah. some some of those old instruments too for Guitar Hero are really rare to find. So if I ever wanted to get back into it, I don't even know where I would. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd have to get lucky at a garage sale, probably. Rock or, Band is is still very expensive. Yes, because uh, we wanted to do it. I I, I could drum. I think. And yeah, my wife could sing. Sure. Got a couple kids that could play the guitars yeah. and, and stuff like that. But I saw the sticker price, and I'm like, well, you just yeah. keep going with that guitar hero yeah, stuff. No kidding. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, I used to love little Nirvana on Rock Band. That was one of my things to oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was good stuff. I had, a, I had a group of guys, and we uh, we stayed up for the midnight release of Rock Band 1. So we got the we got the whole Rock oh, Band wow. thing, and we... And we we rocked out with our you know what's out from from about midnight to three a.m. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, yeah it was uh, 
it's it, you know it's it's one of those weird things, but it's just uh, it, it was kind of one of those fun things to do with friends and. So how uh, how does a Guitar Hero tournament? Okay, are, are you bracketed? Okay, so the one I went to, I think there was probably like four people in it, uh, maybe four or five, and so there was kind of like a pigtail event. You know, you kind of had to make you know get it down to four, and then uh, basically, um, you know, there would be pre-assigned songs for each matchup. And I know that the uh, the one that I won, I remember, was the big uh, the the Dragon Force song through the fire and flames. You know, it's a eight minute long song. You know, there's four four thousand of these. You know, quote unquote notes that you have to hit. Yeah. And uh, you know, I not to brag too much, but I crushed the guy that I faced. <laughs> I mean, I beat him by probably you know he was pretty close early on, and then I think about two solos into the song, I was I was booking it. Right. You know, and I beat him by. 200,000 points. So, you know, big pat on the back for right. me. And so do you do, are you in a face-off or is it you're going solo and then he's got to beat your score? No, no, no. We, they, they have a mode where you can run it at the same time. And okay. so we were head to head and we were able to watch like, oh wow. know, I, I kept my eye on his score and I was like, all right, he's, he's staying close. I got to make sure I hit this next section. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah, so you're doing the whole song all the way through while he's doing the song all the way through. And uh, yeah, so it was it's, it was a uh, it was a little bit of a face off, and uh, you know I, I I think he was probably a little bit intimidated, right? You know? Well, who wouldn't be? But are uh, you yeah. so are you a gamer? Like like would you be now if you were thrown back into high school? Would you be in esports? I probably would be. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I I dabbled in a little bit. The the most recent game that I've really uh, had a chance to uh, dip my dip my toes into was Rocket League. Uh, oh yeah. Really fascinated by Rocket yeah. League. It's a uh, you know, easy to get into, but hard to master kind of thing. And I love that. Um, you know, I still don't think I can do a lot of the, the great tricks. I'd probably need the esports team here to, to teach me a thing <laughs> or two about how to hit an aerial and, you know, try to get the right pinch on a on a shot. But, um, yeah, that's that's You got probably, the lingo down, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I know if the esports kids listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, you know right. what an aerial is. Well, we've had um, uh, Coach Lauren James yes, on a couple yeah, times, so yeah. it's – uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I would probably be, if I was in high school right now and I was a gamer when I was in high school, but, um, I would definitely be a gamer if I, I think, was in high school now for sure. I think I'd be on esports as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. I mean, and there's, that would have validated stuff. a lot of my wasted time of my youth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, a lot of, I, yeah, I think I would have done very well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we, so when I grew up in Dyke, we used to have an arcade. Oh, and, really? Oh, yeah, up there, uh, um, right across from Fidelity Bank. Oh, okay. There's that white okay. building with the with the door that angles. Oh, yeah. Angles yeah. out. Okay, that yeah. was that was um, an arcade and a, a place to eat and stuff like that. And I don't know how much. Are, money. We, are we talking Pac-Man, Galaga? Uh, yep, yep. Okay. Tutankhamen. Uh, centipede, Ooh, centipede, Space okay. Invaders, all those. Yep. Oh, Space yep. Invaders. I mean, yep. it was it was legit, and a lot of money uh, was donated to that place, and f- just for entertainment. I mean, I now you get, I mean, you can almost you can get a scholarship, but now, yeah. I mean, back in the day, <clears throat> yeah, it was, I was kind of like a loser. Not, <laughs> you know, I spent money, I didn't get nothing out of it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. a few no, minutes did, of entertainment, entertainment, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, but but no scholarship or anything to show for it. <laughs> well, 
Well, I yeah, I hate to say this, but we better get to our random question of the day here because we've been going. I I could talk all day about some of this stuff. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, this is good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so are you ready for the random question? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so this is kind of a, a silly one, but you know it's random. How many basketballs do you think would fit in this room right now? Oh, this room right now. All right. So, um, it, and, and don't ask me the dimensions because I, I don't know. No, no, that's you. okay. That's okay. I'm looking at the floor right now. I'm thinking and we're in a we're kind of in a standard, uh, small. What would you say it was? I'm going to go with a, like a like a ten by twelve room. Sure. Yeah. Maybe ten little, by twelve and maybe what? Uh, ten foot ceiling. Yeah, I'd foot? say I'd say ten feet. No, maybe a ten. I'll go ten just because. Yeah. I don't know. I I think maybe uh, we're all looking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's, 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 rand, it's random, but it's a fair question. Right. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe. Uh, oh, I could probably. We're talking regulation basketballs, by yeah. the way, not well, not like the mini basketballs that you can easily palm even when you're. Do a kid. you have a number in mind? I, I was kind of hoping you guys would say yours before I could. Well, that's what we should maybe. Okay, you go ahead. We should all like put it have a number in our head. Mm-hmm. And you, scouts honor here. Scouts yeah, honor. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. So Jake, do you have a number? Yes, sir. Let's let's come up with a number here. Okay. Yes. Do you have, do you have a number? I was I was gonna go no, twelve. No no oh. no no. Don't say don't, it. Don't okay, say. Yeah. Do I you won't. have a number? Yeah, I do. Okay. Scouts honor. You won't change scouts it. Scouts honor. Okay. Um. I I don't because I was giving you directions. <laughs> so. Um. I feel like mine's gonna be way high. Okay, I, I've got it. Right. I've got a number. All right. Yep. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Jake. What do you got? I'm gonna say 500 regulation basketballs. Oh, I'm way high. Well, but I'm I'm as high as well. Okay. I said a thousand. See, I was Ooh, going, but okay. I think that's way too many now that I'm thinking about a basketball. Well, these are regulation feel, basketballs. I know. I but okay. That Jake, if you knew me, you would know that that <laughs> is completely. I think I listened to an episode where you tried to do some math, and, and, and we were, were kind of struggling. It, so. didn't, it didn't work out well, did it? <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about so, that. So, yeah, 1,000. Okay, what's yours, Dad? I was going to say 1,200, so I feel Oh, wow, like, you're even worse than me. Yeah. Because my thought was, I, I was trying to think of, like, each one of these squares could be a ball, and I think there's See, 10. that's what I was thinking, too. And then I was thinking, could I get 10 up? And then I, I, I don't... I. And then I just kind of went. Is ten times ten? What? That's a hundred, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it see is. that? That's it's definitely not a thousand. No, that might be the problem I that, ran into. I think that's right your there. problem. Yeah, there's your trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going. I should have clarified if this was prices right rules. That's why I shot so low. Oh. I mean, I, I didn't want to do the one dollar. Yeah, you don't want to go over, but, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Tad's got rules when it comes to this question. Sure. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> real, see, initially, initially, I was thinking eight hundred, but I'm like, you guys are going to go higher. I got. So no, I, I'm off by sure. I, I'm sure I'm way high. Well, now how do we figure this out? I was going to say, is, is, that, there, is that the next episode of the Loose Change Podcast? I think that will be. Basketball? Yeah, we have answers. So Jake right. had 500, I had 1,000, and you had 1,200. Well, we are definitely going to have to see if Shields will come in here and donate. Oh, we should be able to get somebody. Oh, heck, oh, have be, a lot of basketballs. That'd be something. That'd that, be nice. There's got to be some type. We'll get uh, uh, Steve Coop. We'll get Steve Coop oh, on it. Oh yeah. Well, now that's he, he, he knows what a regulation, the diameter, or Aaron Riggs, circumference, that. whatever that yeah, is. I mean, we don't have to get all the basketballs. Let's just get kind of a you know we, we don't need to ballpark. fill up this room. Yeah, right, yeah. right. They'll they'll know whether it's yeah 
if, yeah, they'll know the number. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with excited. you. I'm interested to find out. This this seems like the most consequential random question of the day that you've had on the Loose Change <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You'd be surprised. This, this will be good. <laughs> this will be good. I like it. Well, all right, Jake. Uh, I do, again, I want to thank you for doing uh, everything you do for Dyke New Hartford and certainly for stopping in tonight to, to share some of your wisdom with us. And uh, I can't wait to read your, your story about the volleyball game or volleyball uh, match at Denver the other night. And uh, best of luck with your stories for last year. Had a lot of fun tonight, guys. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please f- feel free to contact them at 319 319- Two three nine six two five six or R E I N C O N S T at Gmail dot com. Key Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right. Justin Stockdale in the house tonight. What's going on, Soup? How's it going, guys? Not too bad. It's actually been a really fun night so far. Yeah, it's been good so far. I enjoyed it. I feel like the true second place tonight after Jake Ryder. I'll tell you what, that was a really fun interview. And I, I'm not saying you're second place. But no, I am tonight. I'm, I'm accepting it. He's a, he's a great guy and does I, such a great job for our kids and communities. And That's what we thought. So. When we were, we were kind of racking our brains with some people to get in here, we're like, he's here all the time. Let's give him a little shout out. Yep. And, yep. Right. He's one of the best. Yeah, he, and he does a fantastic job at what? What he does, and uh, being on DNH Loose Change does him no justice for the what he does. Right, he he'll, just, he'll get some karma yeah, somewhere, exactly. somehow, karma. some way. It'll this, it'll, this it'll find his, him. Uh, the next step to his next big leap. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to lose him, but could yes. be on the Today Show next. Yep. I mean, USA knows? Today. Yep, absolutely. Sporting News. I mean, ESPN, Mad Magazine. <laughs> you never know. Well, all right, Stockdale. We won't keep you too busy tonight. We were just wondering a couple things. Yeah. What's going on with the construction? Well, it's been busy. You guys have been living it, uh, watching it. And uh, just, uh, you know, first of all, a credit to our kids and staff, uh, you guys included in that, just to uh, pull off getting the year started like we did. That was a big push. Um, I smile and laugh about it now, but looking back to those two weeks leading into the school year, I wonder oh. how did we do it? Um, you know, it was just crazy. But uh, Everybody pulled together, contractors included. Um, our kids helped us get, get rooms back, move back in, and um, yeah, it was just a total team effort. So uh, now, really, it's we're into the phasing of the project where uh, we knew we'd have to work around contractors, and um, you know, you see some here tonight. They're working off hours to accommodate, you know, the, a classroom schedule that we have, and um, you know, we got the four classrooms at the elementary and the nurse's office. We think that'll be released to us next week. So we're excited oh, about cool. that. So our two Title I teachers will be back 
in a, in a nice space and our two special ed teachers um, on the Dyke campus and then our new nurse's office, which we've never had, uh, centrally located in the middle of that building. And um, the second floor here at the high school continues, um, prog- I guess, progressing. The, the drywall's up now. Uh, most of the second story windows are in. And boy, don't they look nice. Have you seen those? Those windows are sharp. Looks, yeah. yeah. They, they uh, turned out really nice. I like the ones in the Dyke Elementary, too, when you walk right ahead. You can just see it. I, the after-school program, when I'm walking the dogs with the family, they're all waving at oh, yeah. me. It's it's cool. Yeah, it's a good scene. Um, yeah, and on the New Hartford campus, the safe room, wrestling room, is is uh, has been up for a little while, and they've just got the, the, the rooftop, um, I'll just say surface on, and that's got a cure for, I think, 30 days before they can do much more with okay. that. I don't know if you poked your head in there. You guys are on the New Hartford campus most of your day, but man, I think it's big. Um, it which is. Which is exciting. Yes. Uh, they got the preschool addition, uh, kind of the outer walls formed up last Friday. Um, the next step is to uh, get that that rooftop on, and then they can bang out that one wall and start to work on the inner stuff there. The office is coming coming along over there. They've got the in-wall stuff done. And um, in kind of an exciting time this week, I think a lot of folks have been anticipating the gym. Um, and they finally started to go up in the air with that and really appreciated your, uh, oh, your, uh, the drone uh, video. Drone, yeah, yeah. The drone shot shot that, that, was, that uh, was cool. yesterday or two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw the rafters. Like, I, I got to get it. I got to get yeah. it, at least the first ones. And, and I tried to keep it going as yeah. I progressed, but yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, people, people will ask me, how do you do it? Like, I, I love this stuff. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Um, these contractors, you, you get to know them. Um, I don't know, you, sh- you hear about their families, their kids, you share about your kids. So up here tonight I'll stop in and see probably uh, Tim and James, see what they're doing. Right. Maybe Kenny the painter will be here, <laughs> Kevin. Um, <laughs> just good good guys, uh, good people, and, um, yeah, looking forward to, the, you know, what the next few months yield. So it'll be it's an exciting time here for sure. So what um – can you tell us what is the front uh, main street there? Because that that's actually, I mean, that's going up pretty fast too. Mm-hmm. What I'm not even quite sure what we're seeing there from the outside because yeah. some of the brick is is gray, mm-hmm. you know, some of the the forms, some are is actual, you know, the brown brick. What what are we seeing? Yeah. So what you saw, um, what you see to the north, is the four new classrooms, and the early childhood special ed and level three special ed rooms from Dyke Elementary will flow into those most northern two classrooms. Okay. And then high school social studies will be the next two classrooms. Um, that hallway that you see, uh, you'll see form up. They've started to kind of to, to build that. The hallway is actually the safe room. So to save okay. money, we built that and embedded that into the structure. So, and those are all prefa- prefabricated walls. So they bring them in the crane. They yeah, set they're them. huge. Yep. I mean, and then where the brick starts, that's your office area. Okay. So where you see those windows, that's going to be superintendent, high school principal, business manager, eyes on the street. So is, is that know. is that the the bricks? Are those, is that internal wall or is that the external wall? That's the exterior wall. Did, okay. Everything you see there is the exterior of that west addition. Okay. And then the the new driveway will flow in front of that. All the way down to the north, if you can visualize okay. a one way, yeah. it'll just flow all. I just one felt way. like it's going to go right down. in front of the school. Yeah. Line I, I thought it would come out more towards the main street. That's why yep. I wasn't sure if that was yep. the beginning of it. But okay. So, and then in the corner, um, so you've got your four classrooms, your office space, moving north to south here. Yep. In the corner is uh, Mitchell's art room, and that's where that'll go. Cool. Okay. Room. So when you come in. 
the whole design was when you walk in the building, we can have some of our kids' artwork on display uh, cool. for people to see. Right now it's tucked away. And, you know, they do a good job of getting it out right. there, but this yeah. will really boom, um, you know, and then the entry and the open spot that's there right now will be the entrance. So the cool. wall that's across from your office in the hallway, there's a window there. It, does that all stay or is that getting torn down too? I yeah, so I'm not sure where that what what happens to that window. I'm not so sure that it may not become a door. Okay, but we'll see. It may get filled in too. I, I got to okay. look at the plans. I, I just I saw an, an outline of it with the window still there. I didn't know if it was just because I'm wondering you didn't want to they wanted to keep outside light still coming yeah. in. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one because okay. that that technically is that inside wall to the art room. So you know we'll see. I sure again. There's so yeah. many details to think about. Uh, oh my god! And stay on top of. I'm and, sure, your head's spinning. Well, I always think I, about it as an architect or a contra- contractor. So, I mean, just the phases and from beginning to end, and you have to do this for. I, I, yeah. I mean, I appreciate all those. I mean, they can forward think so far ahead. I mean, it's just unbelievable that somebody has that mindset or the ability to pull something off that that yeah. is being built here. It's just. One one common theme through all this, I think of our kids when I think of how we how we prepare our kids for the future, teamwork. Doesn't matter if you're if you're the superintendent, if you're the building principal, if you're the teacher that's gonna occupy the room, the subcontractor helping with the plumbing, the subcontractor helping with the painting. Right. There's all kinds of things that come up and honestly you have to stay solution focused. You can't get mad. Stuff's gonna come up. Um and work on a solution. And that, that has been a key takeaway for me. You always kind of know that, but when you're engaged in the work, it truly, you got to be able to play, play with the team. Right. And if you can't, ugh, wow. Um, but no credit again, many oh. thanks to so many people. It's just, uh, just fun to see it happen. And, you know, I can't, again, our community is to credit. They, they gave us the nod on this with our, with our bond vote. And so right. you know, looking forward to a finished product they can be proud of for a long time. Timeline still yep. looking good. Yep. Uh, the whole goal is, um, you know, the gym, we had hoped to be going up in the air sooner with that. No secret there. Um, but the bottom line is we have a gym uh, and, and maybe a few others to go with it. We want to make sure our classrooms are ready to go. That's most important. Um, the gym, we hope, will be ready next fall. Uh, I don't think there'll be a problem with that. Uh, I'm hoping we can be in our weight room next spring. Sure. You know? So um, we'll see. But yeah, timeline wise, actually, the phasing and all that is is clicking right, right along. On. And, Good. So. That's good, good to hear. hear. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to see the progress. It is. You kind of see the evolution of the school as mm-hmm. right. As well, and I walked through um, the new Hartford office. I, I hadn't been in there since the you know kind of the end of the summer, and went in there, and you can see the walls, you know the the frame, and you know um, Alicia, the secretary there, kind of told me where things were going and stuff, and you can kind of see it all kind of taking shape, and like okay, yeah, it's starting to make sense, and. It'll be cool when it's finished. I have not checked out any of it yet. I kind of want to be surprised when it's when sure. it's there. I haven't poked in into that area, Barry's old room or anything. Yep. I haven't. I just kind of want to check it out when it's all said and okay, done. We'll, we'll, we'll quit talking about it. Don't yeah, get, no, yeah. no, it's, it's like sorry. telling him the end of the movie. Yep. I don't want to do that. I, I like so. to hear about it because it, it's it builds that anticipation up a little bit too. Yep. So. Uh, that and it's just been kind of crazy right now. At the beginning of the year with assessments and everything like that for sixth <laughs> grade. So, um, anyways, COVID. Any COVID updates? I know it's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, legislation's changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And you did uh, just have a, a board meeting yeah. tonight as well. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that's that's another situation where you just. I always tell myself, be the calm, because if I'm not, or or if our leadership team isn't. 
uh, that can dictate the emotional wake for a lot of people. And throughout all this, I feel, and our board helps with that too. They're, they're really good about just thinking, um, being patient, considering everything. Um, but the bottom line is this. So the vaccine requirement announcement comes out. Uh, there's a lot of emotion behind that, right? So uh, there, there's really nothing to do for us right now with that. Um, we assume it's going to include school employees, but until the, the, the written guidelines come out and we see that, and then I get a legal opinion right. on this, um, we're, we're, we're where we're at. We have, we have I think, around 80 85% of our, our team members who chose to get it last spring. I think that's really good. Um, people have reasons why they didn't want to. Um, I'm not going to argue those things. But the bottom line is right. if we get guidance that says you got to do it, we get legal guidance that says, yes, mandatory, you got to do it, then we'll talk and, and see where this goes. But for right now, um, I'm really proud of just our system. We, the prevention and mitigation stuff we put in place last year is still in motion. Yep. And those things, I, I truly believe, are keeping us ahead of this thing. And so we'll stay with it. The masking thing, so masks have been polarizing from the start. Um, when this came out Monday, there was a lot of emotional um, wake behind some people's <laughs> social media posts and things like that. But the thing I always appreciate about folks at DNH is, uh, you guys know, I pick up the phone and call people when I see something that I think, ooh, they're, uh, they're hot, and, and just explain, hey, here's where we're at. And 100% of the time when we do that, it just leads to a good conversation, a better understanding. So tonight at our board meeting, um, basically our board was was – was an agreement with a recommendation that, you know what, um, we're going to continue on with what we have been doing since the start of the school year. Um, as we've said from the start, if we have to pivot and and we have an outbreak, okay, and we work with, with our public health partners, as we always do with outbreaks, right. okay, whether it's strep, flu, whatever, um, if we got to pivot and you have to consider um, one class wearing masks or a section or something like that, let's talk about it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm done using the word mandate because it's such a hot button for people that, to me, they're considerations. What can we consider that we can find common ground on and move forward with the, the, the utmost, the, the most important goal being our kids are in school every single day. That's, that's above, above all. Sure, I'd love to make sure that people aren't right. getting COVID and that we can do our best to prevent the spread and all that. Ultimately, though, with my job, my task every day, Let's make sure we see our kids and anything we can do to do that, anything. And that's all of us, community, parents, teachers, staff, soup, anything we can all do together to see our kids every single day, see them in the classroom, see them compete, all that. That's where we got to be. And we're just in a great place because honestly, I think I I maybe had two conversations about it. Our board meeting went great tonight. Um, I think we spent five minutes on the conversation. A lot of people don't know it. We've talked about COVID prevention and mitigation strategies every single board meeting since this all started. It's been a constant conversation for us, which I think helps us when these announcements come because the five board members know where I'm at. I know where they're at. It makes it easy for us to navigate this stuff. No knee-jerk reaction or all of a sudden, here it is. Let's let's do something that you guys have been planning this for. Right. I mean, and I, I put up the agendas and all that stuff on, you know, on our website. And so I read through them and stuff like that. Every single month that's on there, discussion, discussion, COVID-19 discussion, discussion. Yeah, and I think it's good for the community to see that as well, just to know that this isn't something that's being taken lightly or with a grain of salt. We're going to dive into this and, you know, 
like you said, the word polarizing, you know, we're just trying to do what's best for the kids. And yep. that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So, you got it. all right. Uh, any DNH celebrations so far this year? I mean, you talked about getting the kids in here and yeah. helping move things around. Anything, Anything going on? Yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> where do you start? You know, our kids just knock it out of the park. Um, you know, I, I know people probably get sick of me talking about it cause I just, I just love this place. And, but, um, I, you know, a volleyball teams speak these, I mean, crazy. Yeah. They're okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I was going back and I was thinking the last time I saw a team this dominant in volleyball in, in my, my time here at, at Dyke and, and Dyke New Hartford was, uh, back in 88 when that, that team was just, rolled. they just rolled. And you think better than what would have been no, what, six, seven, what, six years ago? I, I do. So? I, I do. I, I think that that was one of the, one of, and, and it could be based on the, who they were playing as well. Sure. But just the domination was, yeah. and so it got me thinking, because this, this group is, is pretty special. Yeah. I mean, it's. The thing I appreciate about, um. The kids is you know you, you see, in social media ads this it's it's easy to drink the Kool Aid, you read about it you read about yourself yep. you read about your team, um, they're so humble like you, you don't feel that from them right. very common just common kids easy to talk to uh, work hard um, cross country all the same just huge numbers again that that Coach Rangard has out he does such a good job of that program and um, you know gosh the list could go on and on football you know I'm living football as a dad this year and. I got to tell you, what a, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it's just uh, like the other night, you know, we had a big win and I'm up in the stands high-fiving people like I'm a kid again, like back in junior high, I got my hands in here and I'm telling people to stand up. I mean, I, I people probably thought this guy's a lunatic, like this is our superintendent, <laughs> but I hope I don't know. I just, uh, you know, you root for a group of kids and you, you, you guys, you've lived this. Yep, you will. Absolutely. You grow up with these kids, you coach them when they're young. Um, you know, the senior class and we all have those classes that, you know, my, each of my kids grades, you coach them, you know, them right. a little bit better maybe than others. And, you know, you just, you just root for them. And I can't say enough about this group. Um, their little motto this year is something to prove is there's reason behind that, whether they say, whether they admit what it is or not. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, it's um, that has been probably the funnest part of this. Like, Maureen and I have, have really enjoyed being senior parents. Like, you get in this job and you're so involved in the system and, and making sure everybody is taken care of. And so we have really just Friday nights, for instance, what great moments when we just go home and we make those quick star pizzas, frozen pizza, get three or four of them, and we're all just there watching Friday Night Heroes, the after show, you know, Jake comes home, talk about the game. Just a, it's just a good forty-five minute moment. Is mm-hmm. all I can say. And um, I think you know that's exciting. It's just different. It's, I haven't had that experience before. Right. Jake's, you know, they're finally getting their shot um, after playing behind some really good, good kids. So you know, it's just um, like I said, tomorrow night we're hosting that meal. I've never been so excited to host thirty people at my house <laughs> for uh, for burgers and hot dogs and cheesy potatoes. But no. It, uh, everybody's everybody's great. We homecoming this year, you know. Um, Sarah Triplett's a new uh, homecoming, uh, or sorry, student council lead for us. And um, gosh, I think of what Lane's doing out in industrial tech with the new bag boards and stuff like that. And 
uh, the new coffee shop we got going. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, you know, so yeah, just so much going on here that I could talk for hours about it, but um, just a lot of exciting stuff. And, you know, let's hope uh, as the next few weeks play out, we can start bringing home some, some more titles. So, yep. And I, going back to, uh, you know, coaches and stuff like that and the calm that everybody has, it is definitely a top down, you know, it starts with all them guys as well. And I remember having Diane in and we asked her that question. Said, mm-hmm. You guys are unbeatable. What, you know, how do you do it? And she's like, you just you talk about what you can control and what you can do and then everything else whatever happens happens yep. they don't they don't look at the big picture they don't look at all the other things that come with it they just they're focused and i think that's with everything cross country football any uh activity band all that stuff is they are focused on doing their job yeah they do a very good job at it one of the things you know i mentioned earlier teaching 6th grade when you have the kids in your classroom, those students, be, they kind of become your kids, your adoptive kids. You know, you, when they're when they're having their highs, you're just extremely excited for them. And when they're having their lows, you want to be there and do everything you can for them. And, you know, this group of seniors right now is, is really fun for me because they, I got to be really close with them in sixth. And then that's the year that I transitioned also into being an eighth grade teacher at the same time. So I had them again in eighth. And we just had some really incredible bonds with those kids, or I did anyways. And you know, they're kind of like, you're just rooting for them. whether they know it or not. Right. You're just behind the scenes rooting for them. And it's, it's a lot of fun right now for me. So yeah. I like watching this all the way around. Yeah. And you get to see them develop. Like when you get to see them yeah. you know, to where, you know, right. I use my, I use my kids a lot. You guys know that. So, I mean, I think of, I think of Jake when he was in sixth grade, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, he's not that big now, but I'm thinking back then, oh, yeah. geez, um, I had the same thoughts. You know, how they... <laughs> the little stream being, I'm like, right. oh, I don't think he's going to be able to... He might get busted in half. Yeah. Right. This is uh, going to be interesting. Yeah. But oh. no. So, uh, yeah, we ro- we moved robotics out to the industrial tech shop. That's a change. Um, that's going to be such a better space for them uh, to spread out and have a kind of a play, uh, home of their own, which is... Um, I think they'll welcome that. So, yeah, j- again, exciting times. going to be an exciting few weeks, and hopefully, uh, yeah, months ahead are going to be... Hang on for the ride. Yeah, it'll be good. Exactly. Well, do you have time for a random question of the day? You got time to give it. Okay. Go easy. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I, let, you, I'll I am, let you go. I am interested to hear. This is going to be. Uh, I'm interested to hear where this one goes. We got someone over here that I think is pretty uh, meticulous. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. I, it'll be. Um, okay. Your room, your desk, or your car, which one do you clean first? My room at home. Yes. Yep. We'll say we'll say room at home, your office or your car. Which one? If they're all dirty, which one gets the attention first? Car. You didn't really think as much about that as the, I thought you would be really. I thought you would say desk. I did too. I thought you would want. Mm, why the car? Pride of ownership. Okay. Yeah. Be proud of what you got. That, that comes straight from right. my old man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I get I my understand dad, it. Honestly, my dad used to, my mom and dad are meticulous about their vehicles. So a little bit of, you know, Stockdale history here. They'd always take us down to wash their cars. And we always had to towel dry them. Oh, it was painstaking. Uh-huh. Painstaking. But I asked him one time, so why do you do this? It's a pride of ownership. If you're going to have something nice, take care of it. And that, right, wrong, or different? Like, now my wife and I do not, dis- do not agree on this. Sheeps. 
Like she will clean the inside of her car first. I clean the outside. Like, right. And she has her, she like, you're always worried about other, what other people are thinking. See, she thinks too deep about this stuff. Right. I'm like, honey, no, that's not. Anyway, yeah, car. Stick with that. But honestly, that's where I would think. You'd go car? No, I would think for that reason. I would be with your wife. So you're agreeing with Maureen. I'm feeling like there's this to, back, there's some backyard dialogue going on here because we're neighbors. Like are you, you she got, is you out she is out there more than you are. So we we do talk more than what you think. But um, you're always too busy. So I she comes out and I, I think she just needs she needs some dialogue. So yeah. Yep. So I well we'll have to put in a gate. <laughs> Make it a little better. Or taller fans. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's one, one or the other. I I would do I would do desk myself. I, I'm out of control right now the way it is, um, and I need to do better. Um, we've got a... Um, we, we have a mascot in here tonight. Sorry about that. <laughs> you want to introduce? Yeah, this is Charlie. Charlie's here tonight. Just so everybody knows, my wife thinks I'm out for a walk with a dog, <laughs> and let's just let's just tell it, I got uh, the notice on my phone I was supposed to be at the podcast, and I had gotten tied up at home helping her with something and I, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. So we slipped in here. So Charlie and I are on the podcast and Maureen does not know it. No, no. And Charlie's done well so far. Yeah, been an awesome, Good awesome dog. mascot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little crazy there, but that's okay. <laughs> Tad, you got a, you got a voice on this? Okay. So my desk is always organized chaos. I, I've got a lot of things on my desk that I don't know I'm going to need for a lesson that day or, you know, some coffee for my sanity, whatever it may be. But my thing too is probably my house. I like to keep things yeah. picked up when we can, you know, we've got a one-year-old and a four-year-old and we've got more toys in our living room than I, than I'd like. Do who, for them? F- yes, for oh, them. Okay. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that, that's, that's where that was And going. I just, I, every night it's a pickup and then in the morning we pick up again and it's I constant cycle, but I like to keep things in case someone stops over, you know, keep it nice and tidy. All right. That was deep. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Anything I can do to shed a little little ray of sunshine is do what I can. Oh, big whoop. <laughs> All right, Justin. Well, thank you for stopping in tonight. I know it's been a kind of Oop, a hectic sorry about start that. to the year. I, so. that, that was the wrong music. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> All right, we'll try that again. Thank you again for stopping. Yeah, thank you guys. Yep, appreciate it. The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, Wolverines. 
that does it for another episode of DNH Loose Change. It was it was a really fun episode to to record tonight. Yeah, you know, as I have mentioned probably before, I've seen Jake Ryder a bazillion million times. You know, he's taking pictures of my kid. You know, growing up and stuff like that, and coming through the ranks. And I don't. I think maybe we've waved or something. You know, just I don't even know if he even knew who I was. Uh, but to have him in here and hear the stories and hear, you know, everything from behind the scenes. You know, all we've ever seen him is there on a sideline or there on an end line or there at a cross-country meet or wherever it is. And, you know, pen and paper, camera, and then the event is over and out he goes. Yeah, one of the cool things for me is we get to see somebody who kind of pours himself into yeah. the NICL. And then, all, and then, you know, you get to see the man behind it all. Right. So that that's fun, you know, getting to getting to know him a little better on that personal level um, for for everyone. When you, hopefully you can say hi to him and mention that you heard him and that you appreciate him or whatever it may be. So, yeah, and you're right. That's the one thing I, I got from the interview was just the passion he has for what he does is unbelievable. The the amount of time he pours into each article and he wants it the best and and that's you know that's why he is as good as he is yes. because he he takes personal pride in that so yep yep um and as well we had Justin Stockdale come in tonight um give us a a few quick updates between construction um, covid mitigation and and just dnh celebrations it's nice to always get Justin on here to yeah give us a few minutes and one thing i like about um there's a lot of things I like about Justin and working for him and stuff, but I think the biggest thing that people can at least appreciate is the transparency that he brings. I mean, he tries not to hide anything, and you know, he's willing to, to take on, you know, if, if there's an issue out there, he's he'll he'll take it on head on and and try to uh, at least give the perspective of why the decision has been made by the the school district. Right, and I think something that um, he mentioned in his interview was just the fact that you're trying to do right by the kids. Right. And it's not any decision that is made is made with them first and foremost. So it's not something that, you know, it, we all have to understand that. Right. And that's what that's what matters. Right. So. It's not an ego thing. It's not a because I'm the superintendent thing. It's not it's and I've talked to him a few times, you know, as well about some issues or situations and you know and he said you know it's, it's probably not the right or not the pop, most popular answer but it's the right one yep and, you know, so. and that's the other thing too our school board does a great job of bouncing ideas off of um, each other and and with justin so um, we're fortunate in that regard so uh well first for, pitch first pitch you know i i don't want to sound cliche but i I think this one has to go out to just the teachers at Dyke New Hartford right now. You know, beginning of the year, there's construction going on, still dealing with COVID. Uh, last year was crazy. The year before that, we had, you know, school year cut short. It's just been hectic um, for quite some time now in multiple regards. So, um, teachers, thank you for all you do. I, I know... Um, you, you might not get told that as, as often as you deserve to hear it. So uh, thank you. We appreciate everything that you do and, and keep doing the good job that you do. Agreed. Agreed. Both of us see it every day. 
you know, whether it's a playground that you can't use for a day or two or, you know, a classroom is being used or something else has to go in there or you can't use this and you got to modify this. Um, every day, you know, teachers, I think in general, they like structure. Um, I'm not sure they like construction. And um, it's definitely, <laughs> do you like that? I like that. That, uh, that was good. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yes, I agree with you. So, All right. Big well, shout out to the teachers. Let's go ahead and leave it right there. How's that sound? That sounds really good. All right, Wolverine, thanks again, and we will catch you next week on DNH Loose Change. Thank you.